What's up, y'all? This is Game Lemonade. I'm Weasel. I'm Ray. Yo, what's up, Ray? How are we doing today, man? We doing good. That's good to hear, man. Today we're gonna be talking about turn-based games versus like the whole uh you know action base and how they're coming up they're changing some are saying the same some are you know adapting i don't want to say adapting but you know trying to they're changing to like the bigger audience yeah they're changing for the times because not everybody likes to play uh a classic turn-based rpg yeah so just real quick ray can you just explain you know turn-based atb and action which is kind of we're going to be talking about at least for like the first half we might be talking about some other stuff too but just you know in general yeah yeah um regular Turn-based RPGs, um, a great example of them, and one that's still really relevant today would be something like Pokemon and Dragon Quest, where you have a speed stat, the enemy has a speed stat, and whoever wins, whoever has the bigger stat, usually goes first. And that's how that works. And in a ATB gauge, which is active time battle, you still have your speed stat, but what your speed stat does, is it affects a bar that fills up. So let's say from 1 to 100. And whoever gets to 100 first, they get to input a command. The enemy also has one of these bars, which you can't see for the most part. And they're, they're RPGs. It's this turn-based used to be the standard for an RPG. N- not so much anymore, but it, it used to be. And I think the company that really, really put like... um who really started, like, put their stamp on it was Square, Squaresoft back in the day, and Enix, which was, uh, Dragon, who was the original creators of Dragon Quest, or Dragon Warrior, I think is what it was called in, um... Yeah, Dragon Warrior in Japan. Yeah. Like, the the first iteration. Yeah, and then they had to change it for licensing issues in the United States, because there was already a game called Dragon Warrior. Well, that was the standard, for years, like almost decades, I would assume. Especially in JRPGs, right? Where it's just yeah. Um, what was di- what, like? What were the differences? You probably like Secret of Mana. Yeah, but even then, you could still classify it technically as an active time battle because it was a gauge. Yeah. You All could. Right. You had. Star Ocean have that too. Uh, I don't think so. I think probably original Star Oceans, and the same with Fantasy Star. Th- those were action, or those were turn based. Until they went into action RPGs, what it's colloquially known, but it was uh, like um, this game I'm thinking of is on GameCube. It's super popular, and it was like chibi art. <sighs> Tales, Tales, Tales of Symphonia. Okay, that's what I was about to bring up. I was about to bring up Tales because I know there's like the old Tales, like Tales of Destiny, and all these other ones. I don't remember if they were turn based. I don't think they were, but they might have been. I mean, I started with uh, where a lot of the Western audience started was. Uh, Tales of Symphonia is where I started yeah. for the GameCube because I never owned a GameCube. But again, small town friends have you, you you played what your friends had. You know what? When it came to your friends, how many of them owned a GameCube compared to like a PS2 or like an Xbox? You know what I mean? I because I only knew one person that had a GameCube of my whole circle. You see, I had a a group that I was been friends with since I was four. And they had every console. So going to their house was always cool. Also, they were my best friends and I enjoy them greatly. But Yeah, that'll help too, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was there for the consoles, but you know, just their company was pretty cool too. That's not true. I knew them before the consoles. They were still great. But they 
had everything, so I always got to see a little bit of everything. Because I only ever had, like, one major console at a time. And that's because I usually... I had one console of the generation of consoles. So I had an N64. I didn't have a PlayStation. I had a PS2. I didn't have an Xbox or a GameCube. I had an Xbox 360. I didn't have a PS3 or a Wii. You know what I mean? Which I assume is like the standard for most people. But I don't... That's an assumption that not I shouldn't really make. Because, I mean, I went from Dreamcast to PS1, PS2, 360... Towards the end of the lifespan of the 360, I went to PS3 because I was having that whole thing where I was getting back into uh, JRPGs and just, you know, more Japanese-focused games that weren't releasing on the 360 at the time. And then, you know, from there, PS4, etc. It is what it is. And, I'm, well, PC, you know what I mean? It's just, I, why, why bother? Yeah. I still like the consoles. You know, I got some of the new ones too, but PC is kind of where it's really where it's at. Agree, because I, I have one too. And then... uh. Real quickly, right? Just action RPGs, you know, where kind of stuff like Final Fantasy is changing to this archetype more, specifically like a hack and slash and stuff like that. Uh, I, I, I dig it. I, I like games to be as varied as possible because I do play a lot of games. I think like the one genre of games I don't really ever play is probably racing games, and that's about it. I like rhythm games. I like turn-based RPGs. I like action RPGs. I like open world RPGs, I like platformers, I like puzzle games, like, I I run the gamut of games, I've been playing games since I was four years old, and I just love games, and that's because it, I don't, it's not even that I don't like racing games, it's just that usually they they don't catch my interest at all, it's not like I don't play Forza, it's just not my, my deal. I like Mario Kart. Forza, Mario Kart's really good. Mario Kart's always good, Mario Kart being good. I like Forza Horizon just because it's not a simulation, you know what I mean? It, it's not really a, a sim; it's more arcadey. And I like those, when it comes to racing games, that's what I like. You know, give me Burnout. Have you played Burnout? Oh my God, Burnout was so good back in the day. Burnout was the shit, bro. Need for Speed, stuff like Most Wanted. Oh yeah, man. Dub uh, Edition. Do Midnight Club? Midnight Club. You're talking about Midnight, Midnight Club, right? Club Dub Edition. Yeah, I love those games. Me when too. it comes to the sims, like Gran Turismo, Forza Motorsport, and stuff like that, that's not that's not me. Yeah, me neither. But the arcade shit, like that's that's my shit, man. If, at least when it comes to racing games, which I don't play too much, but that's what I go for. Yeah, same. I always I've always preferred the more arcadey games. I, I think those are probably games I don't like either. Simulation games, like I, I don't really like flight sims aren't for me. Farming simulators not for me. Euro truck simulators not for me. Like, have you tried that one? No, people really fair. really like it, but I've never. It, it, okay, it isn't that I don't like the game. It's just that it, it isn't. I'm not going to get captured by it. Like, I'm not going to buy the game. If somebody gives me the game and I play it, I'll be like, this is really cool. But I'm not going to spend money to buy it. I'd rather spend money to play something like the new Mass Effect trilogy or whatever. Or not new, but the remastered one. My first PC game was actually a farming simulator game. I'm not sure if it was John Deere or some bullshit like that. I think it was because it was a green tractor, which is John Deere. And Ain't nothing wrong like a deer boy. And is, yeah, you're right, man. And I'm there and I'm playing. And I'm like, wow. What the fuck? I'm gonna go outside because like this shit. It went for it you. Too hot. It didn't it do it for you. It happens. Yeah, man. Like, all right. I'm planting the corn. So oh man, to the corn um, and I'm like, bro. For me, I'm going. that big genre of games was movie games. Movie games are bad. A, a lot of them are bad. But uh, you play the Matrix? Reloaded. No, not not Reloaded. Yeah. Enter the Matrix. Was it Enter is the Matrix? Enter for the Matrix? The, is the one for the PS2? For the PS2? Yeah, that game mm. was really really bad. 
but it was really, really good at the same time. Yeah. I know we kind of went off the, the loose end, but hey, that's an action game, okay? So fuck it. It, it kind of falls in line. Yeah. Well, that game's okay. dope, dude. Yeah, it is. It's so good. Dude, the car missions were so hard where you had to play as Ghost and you had to try to like aim out the window with the machine gun and the aiming was trash. A lot of that stuff in that game was trash. Man. Yeah, the combat was fun though. Yeah, I think square was the button for the cartwheels and the dodging of the bullets. And oh stuff. man, I I couldn't even remember that game is a fever dream. I don't I don't remember playing it with my hands. <laughs> I just kind of like saw the game and it just happened in front of me. I just remember like I whatever the button was to dodge shit, you mashing on it. The only button that was on my mind, like that's all I'm pressing because that's what that's what's cool to me. I can punch stuff in any game. Can't dodge bullets in any game though. Okay, well, sorry. Back on track for RPGs. But not even back on track. Who cares? It's RPGs. I like action RPGs. I, I really do. Some, I would say uh, an example of an action RPG, uh, the best one that I can think of is Kingdom Hearts. Okay. That's an action RPG. You, you, there's no turn base. There's no waiting. It's all like active combat. You're fighting, but you still gain levels. You still... um that's usually an RPG. You still have stats that matter. You still have resistances and so on and so forth. Like like your equipment, weapons. Yeah. Excuse me. It's sorry. RPG. Yeah, it's it's an RPG. Yeah, right. It's RPG. And if they can make something like Final Fantasy 16, and if they can make it play as fun as a Kingdom Hearts game with the style of a Witcher game, which what it looks like it's gonna be, that's gonna be sick. Or or something like Devil May Cry. I mean, I think. That's the guy that's working on it, by the way. Yeah. At least uh, one of the, the gameplay, I think, gameplay directors. Yeah. I might be wrong, but one of the guys that worked on DMC5 is working for the combat on this game. FF16, that is. If they can make a Final Fantasy game in the, with the all the nuance and love of... And it's also like the art director from 14, right? Not the art director, the actual... The director of the game? The director of the game is the guy from 14, uh, Yoshi P. Okay, because I... We talked about this in a previous episode. We had a problem. But I love that game. I fight the urge to play that game at least once a week. Like, every like every now and again, I'll just be like, man, I'll be thinking about something. And I'll be thinking about, yeah, man, video game music is epic. And then I'll just fall on a 14 online track. And I'm like, I got to do it. I got to play it. And then I'm just like, no, stop. Stop. It was a problem. And there's like, 14. Oh, there's expansions. <sighs> I got to throw this out here, Ray. I want people to understand. Think about your favorite game, and you know, hopefully, it has sequels. Not mine, does or, it? You know, just uh, just other iterations <laughs> in that game. Think about some of your favorite games, and imagine they made an MMO about. Oh it. Oh my god! And that... they just kept going and going and going because that's how Final Fantasy fourteen is, and that's how we feel. You, well, because okay, background. Uh, I've tried to play WoW. I try to play RuneScape. I did. I never ever played the one that you played, Cabal. I never had that issue. No, we don't, don't don't speak of Cabal. Man. I'm sorry, but it's, I don't need this in my life. Right those RPGs didn't do it for me. RuneScape was really like the story. I didn't give a fuck about the game. I didn't give a fuck about the universe, the story. I didn't care about it at all. Should we throw in ESO in there? Because you have tried ESO. Oh, ESO was fun. Uh, I liked ESO. The only issue with Elder Scrolls Online is that like the dungeons feel really nonsensical because they're they're not tied to a story. They're just hidden behind a level cap. So once you hit a certain level, it's like okay, go do this dungeon. I'm like, well, what's the significance of this dungeon? There's obviously a story on why I'm here, and it's just like 
Yeah, but you're level 14, so you don't have to worry about it. I'm like, okay, whatever the fuck. Where in Final Fantasy 14, and I assume other MMOs, I wouldn't know. All the dungeons have a story implication. And if not a a key story situation, they have either side stories or something that helps you understand the world. The one that I'm thinking of specifically in 14, if you ever played 14, in uh, A Realm Reborn, the base game, it was uh, Zamile Darkhold. The one where the frogs keep killing us with the exploding crystals. Yeah, it's a shitty dungeon. I don't like it. Yeah, At I don't, least uh, gameplay mechanic-wise. Uh, I thought the mechanics were okay. Just like It's the first dungeon where you can be fully specced out, and if you pull wrong, you just die. What, the toads after the first boss. After you fight the stupid eye boss, the stupid evil eye or whatever. If you pull everything in the area afterwards, you just die. No matter how tanky you are, no matter how good your healer is, you just die. Yeah, the point is he's just taking like you know the attention from all the monsters, and it's like, hey man, hit me. Yeah, they'll they'll, they'll more. They'll oh, the tank just dies. Like <laughs> they'll hit you real hard. <laughs> yeah, because I think at that point in time you don't have your death save because you don't get death save until like fifty, don't you? Anyway, sorry. I think it's forty. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. But I played Warcraft. I played RuneScape. Warcraft didn't do it for me. I didn't like the art. I didn't like the. Everybody has a British accent for some reason. It just didn't do it. So when Weecho was like, yo, I think I'm going to do 14. I think I'm going to do it. I was just like, you know what, man? I was on, uh, it was Labor Day, right? It was Labor Day weekend. Oh, years ago now. And <laughs> years ago, wasn't it last year? Or was it two it years was ago? It two years ago now. 20, really? 2020 is weird. Yeah, that's kind of like a skip year. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, 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 it's messing with our timeline, but it was two years ago. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm with my family. We're doing some stuff. When I get back, if you're playing it, I will 100% buy the game and we'll do it. I had the game for a week, for one week, before I bought all the DLC for it. Uh, And uh, all the expansions, all the story expansions. Not all the DLC because that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Which we didn't even get to play until I want to say probably months later or at least a month later. But I, I think I was like level 30. And because it wrote to 70, but whatever, that's besides the point. It was an XP boost for the whole server because of the new expansion because it was a Shadowbringer. I bought all of it because I knew in that moment I was like, I'm going to play it. And then when we got, when I got all the way to Shadowbringer and we eventually stopped, I was just like, holy fuck. It's been like, cause we six didn't, months. it was six months. It was half a year. It was up to when Monster Hunter Iceborne came out. Yeah. Monster Hunter World Iceborne. Cause that's what broke it. That's what broke that addiction was Iceborne. We swapped one addiction for the other. We have to go back to play Monster Hunter Rise, by the way. At least there was an end, an, a quote-unquote end yeah. to Monster I, Hunter. And I went back. I went back to play uh, 14 for about a month. Oh, for the two-month subscription because it was – I never beat the story. I never beat Shadowbringer's story. I got, all, I got like halfway through it, but I never beat it. And you – one day we were talking about it, and you just hyped it up. You were just like, bro. You gotta do it. You gotta beat it. It's so good. It's one of the best stories. I'm like, you son of a bitch. After beating it, Rant, what did you feel? Oh, I cried. Did you feel like uh, the hype I, was worth it? Oh my god, we shot. I had emotions. I like I will say I will tell you right now. I have a favorite Final Fantasy game, and that Final Fantasy game is Final Fantasy V. And then I have another favorite Final Fantasy game, which is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. We don't have to talk about it. And then I will honestly tell you that I think because of everything, 14 is my third favorite Final Fantasy game. It, and in contention for second place, it it might really be 
just as good in my mind as Final Fantasy V. The, the emotions in that game, I, I cried like a bitch. Multiple occasions, characters that I thought I would never care about. Oh, man. I have never put so much time in a Final Fantasy as I have to 14, which, you know, makes sense. It's a it's an MMO, so duh, right? But I didn't put those hours because I wasn't enjoying the game. I put those hours because this game is awesome. If you like MMOs, don't play 14 because you're never going to stop playing, bro. Well, like, I would say if, if you like Final Fantasy and you've never played an MMO and you genuinely like Final Fantasy, you like the world, you've played multiple titles, and so they'd be like, yeah, man, I played Final Fantasy seven. So no, 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 no. You have to have a, a deep love if you have a deep love of final fantasy final fantasy 14 is for you because they put so much effort into the game they put so many easter eggs that if you're a gen like i can't tell you how many times i would be we'd be raiding with weicho or, or guildies because we, we we were in a guild where i was like yo this monster is from this game or yo, this mini boss is a mini boss from this game, and watching these people be like, "Oh my god, why do you know this?" And I'm just like, "Cause I love Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is my shit." And going back to what we were originally talking about, 15 was okay. I liked 15. the The gameplay was okay. The game was kind of buggy. I never really got any of the bugs out of my game. I don't know if it was my install or my computer or whatever. But my game loved to crash. My game loved to freeze. You um, on PC, right? Yes, I was on PC. I didn't play it on any other. Uh, I didn't have Xbox One or PS4. Uh, that was the generation yeah. I switched to PC. And I didn't want to buy the consoles because I was playing them on PC. But that, that game wasn't kind to me. And I still had a lot of fun with it. I never beat it, but I had fun with it. And My experience with 15 or key one? Oh, no, oh no, no, no. You, you can go. I was gonna say uh, my experience with 15 was I played it on the on the base PS4. It ran like shit, Ray. It ran like it ran like doo doo. Yeah. To the point where I ain't gonna play this shit because it runs like shit. Takes like five minutes to load. I wish this shit was out on PC. And it eventually did come out to PC. So that's when and it came out with all the the DLC like the episodes. The DLC, episodes, yeah. Going. Episode Arden, episode Gladius or Gladiolus, and then episode guy with knives that you love. <laughs> and episode guy with the guns. <sighs> Ignis, Ignis, and episode um, Prompto. Prompto. There Prompto. You go. Yeah. Wow. I, see, I never, I, I didn't do that because I didn't beat the game. But my game didn't run bad. That's what was so frustrating. My load times weren't really high. A couple, like a minute at most. My game never had choppy frame rates. I never had texture popping. Like it was just, I'd be playing the game, and all of a sudden, it would just kick me out. And I was like, and it wasn't like. It wasn't like a Bethesda crash where a Bethesda crash, like the game starts to like grind to a halt. Stuff starts flying everywhere. Like the game engine just kind of like seizes and then the game crashes. This was literally like running or like I'm in the regalia. I'm driving to a mission, driving. My guys are talking. The the Choco bros are all having a conversation. And then it just kicked me to the desktop. I didn't have those issues on PC. Fortunately, because I know a lot of people did have issues with that game on PC. I, I never had those issues, so I was fortunate. But that game, I have a very love-hate relationship with it, which I'm pretty sure you can probably yeah. like comprehend where I'm coming from here, where the actual gameplay itself was okay. You know, the summons look really cool. It was really flashy, but sometimes the game felt kind of spammy, and like you could just hold a button if you don't want to mash. Like you're, all, you're pretty much, it's the same thing. And then being able to switch between... You know, your characters, your your fellow Choco Bros, 
which was added, you know, post uh, in one of the post updates, made it super fun because you could play as all these other characters and it brought up some variety. But the first half of the game I thought was really fun. I enjoyed it. I was actually enjoying the game. And then once you get on the boat, which I know is like the I'm literally at that's the mission I'm on. That's real. We have to get on the boat. Yeah, I'm on the boat. And it's one of those things where I'm having a lot of fun with the game. And I was like, let me try to do as much as I can before the boat. And then one, I got spoiled on accident, which really sucks because YouTube is a motherfucker. And then the the thing is, is like once I got spoiled, I was like, man, I kind of don't want to play because I know what's going to happen. And I don't remember if it was you or Joseph. I think it was you. You were just like, yo, the game doesn't get better after this. And I was just like, well, fuck, like I'm having so much fun and I'm already I'm already coming in on a downward trend because I got spoiled via the, for the yeah. story. So if I already know I'm going to keep going down, there's no reason to play the game. Oh. It's so different because the first half is and uh, like I'll ask you this for like the first half you enjoyed, right? I assume like you just. I mean, oh, you just yeah, man. Right it was it was lighthearted, like the the lighthearted, quote unquote. The yeah. the the relationship that these characters have isn't it felt genuine or as much as genuine story like video games can feel, but it was just one of those things where I was having so much fun and then as the story gets closer to that boat scene or that boat part, it just starts going down and going down and going down. And I was just like, Wow, well like I don't know, man. I'm getting kind of sour. I want to see what the uptick is. I want to see like where the story is going to take me and what the up is going to be. And then getting spoiled killed my morale to play the game. And then having all of my friends being like, yeah, man, the first half of the game is the best half of the game. And I'm like, well, well, fuck. Like, there's no reason for me to play. If you enjoyed the whole like road trip feel and the open worldness. Which a lot of people did, and you know, I'm, I'm there. I include myself in there because I did enjoy the game. Same. That second half after you get into the boat turns into, I don't know, I I, I want to call it a linear mess because games are fine if they're linear. I don't care about that. Like Final Fantasy, you're gonna thirteen, s- even ten. Ten's pretty linear if you if you think about it. Yeah, it is. And I, I'm fine with that. I don't care. But if it's a mess, like that shit was doodoo, man. Like it just kept going down and down. Like this isn't, this is stupid. Like it's not even funny anymore because. You're sold on one concept, and the game's like flip flop. It's ass. Yeah. Well, it's it's one of those things where they expect you to like. I I assume because I don't know, but they assume that you're gonna enjoy that like that flip that dissonance is a word that I'm thinking of that I don't know if I'm using correctly, but that change in tone they expect you to be like, oh man, the tone the tone is changing. That's crazy. But if you really like that tone, like I did and like you did, that's not a welcome sight. You don't want to see the game tone change because that's what you like about the game. It's kind of like Kingdom Hearts, where the whole game, you start off on a platform and it's everything's good, something dark happens, and then you you, you start off and then it's an adventure. You're doing all this really cool stuff with your, your homies, Donald and Goofy, and you go to these fantastical disney worlds and yes there's darkness in them because of the heartless or the story or whatever but when you get to where the game is at its darkest your characters still have that you know all you know all of it all for one one for all like they all their their pluckiness 
and their positivity and their can-do attitude, and I know I'm making it sound fucking lame and stupid, but it's a Disney Square Enix game, it it carries you through that darkness because you know that you're going to get through it because that's what your characters do. They take this darkness, they make light. That's the way it works. But when you have a game for like a very big chunk of the game, the first half of the game, where everything is really cool, you're doing it, you're on a mission, hell yeah, you're moon, you're bros. And then they immediately, I don't know about immediately, but they flip it. And some people might really like that. And I am not one of those people. Cause let me ask you this, or let me tell you this and tell me how you, how you feel about this, where Kingdom Hearts starts off, starts off very restrictive, you know, on that island, that initial island. Yeah. I heard saying right now, like it just, you know, eventually becomes this big old, like, was, old Disney universe, galaxy, whatever, right? I was about to say Fantasy Island. That is no, not Fantasy <laughs> Island. I think it's <laughs> I don't, Destiny Island. Destiny Island. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why you know that. Uh, cause I love Kingdom Disney Hearts. Island. I love Kingdom Hearts one and two are great games. Have you played them? One and two? Hell yeah. I thought you never played any Kingdom Hearts. No, I played one and two. And uh, Chain of Memories on the Game Boy. Oh, shit. I advanced the GBA. You start off in Destiny Island, and the game just opens up, opens up, opens up. And it's like, oh, shit, there's so many places to go. There's so many cool things to see. Where in 15, the game closes down, 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 and down. And it's like, this is what we want you to see. This is what you're going to see. Yeah. And it's like, bro, I like it when a game opens up because it's like more and more and more where this is just less, 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 and less. That's not good. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. No, it's it didn't do it for me. But back to what we were talking about with the, we, we we just had to shit a little bit on Final Fantasy Fifteen. Well, I mean, not shit on it. We, we, it was genuine grievances because I liked the first half of the game. I thought it was really cool, but you know, just it's an opinion. It's not fact. It's just opinions. Yeah. But with Final Fantasy Sixteen, if we can get a game that's high fantasy, back back to high fantasy, because I feel like Final Fantasy is really. Trying to go for like a, a not steampunk. That's not a correct thing, but like guns and cannons and what you're si- about. yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But what I'm saying is like for like twelve, thirteen, fifteen. Twelve was kind of high fantasy, right? In uh, yeah, but like it had like guns and like shit airships and like uh, so so you, so you don't want guns. Well, it's not like like guns and science and like stuff like that. But this this feels more castles and magic. Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, like Final Fantasy Nine. That's that's a good example. Where it's more it's more like medieval, just like you know, just swords, to, uh, and the roots, like Final Fantasy One and two. Yeah, because because I love Final Fantasy One. Final Fantasy Two has a really cool story and game mechanic, but the game's hard. Final Fantasy Three can eat it because it's fucking hard. And I think like the pinnacle of gameplay plus really really good story was four, five, six, and seven. And I know I just named a lot of games, but those games. The characters are good. You feel invested. They're great. And they're high fantasy. There's there's some guns, but it isn't like, like science-y. Like, I think 13 was the point where I didn't want it to go. Where 13 was definitely sci-fi. Yeah, it was. Very, I would say that that was sci-fi. Yeah, it was very sci-fi, and it just didn't do it for You want to go back to, like, Knights and Magic? You know, I, just basic I, Knights and Magic? I love Knights. I like Magic. Oh, no, no, no. That's, but right? that's fine. That's like, but that's what you want, right? Yeah, you want and this and game is looks like it's going to be that. So we're going to get a yeah. high fantasy background, and then we're getting... Final Fantasy themes and story elements and returning character. I don't know about characters, but returning things we understand, like Ifrit, references, Titan, and um, um, stuff of that's in the Final Fantasy mythos. In the mythos, crystals and and idolins, or what did they call them? 
icons. Aeons, Eidolons, icons. They call them 16, icons yeah. in that game. And and then you get if we can get that with the combat of DMC five, yo, that might be the best game ever made for me. Dude. Combat of DMC five. The perfect act the perfect hack and slash game, I would say. I think there's nothing wrong. I can't think of anything that's wrong with that game mechanically. And everything the feels storytelling of the Witcher Ray. Oh man. You know what I'm talking about? I hope it doesn't get too heavy with that because sometimes the not, not that the, the Witcher was really, really good in that aspect where it's like every mission it isn't like minutia garbage. Go kill twenty rats. Go collect teeth. No. Um, I know what you mean. We're just like, like oh. that stuff isn't doesn't do it for me because I know there's some games that still do that. Um, the game that for some reason pops into my head is Dragon Age, Dragon Age Origins specifically, where it's very much that. Be like, I need plants. Go pick up plants. Anytime <laughs> okay. you go to where a plant spawns, for some reason there's dark spawn. Just like, why are you here? I was like, okay, no, no, no fetch quests. I just, I don't, I don't want any fetch quests. Well, as long because I get, technically Witcher had fetch quests, but they they made sense. They're like, hey, this is what's happening. We need a thing. Thing is over there. Go get it. And then they give you multiple avenues to do that. You can talk your way out of it. You can use that weird Jedi mind trick thing. Yeah. Or you can use you can buy with money. You can kill everybody. You could. So on and so forth. There's multiple avenues to do it, multiple play styles on how to do it. I use the Jedi mind trick a lot. It's really cool. But I felt like when when you would do it, like there was a, you'd always come out getting either lore or just something kind of changes in the oh, in the world, even though it's oh, very minute. The thing that they did in Witcher, the thing that I noticed where they would change your circumstances, where it's like, hey, this guy stole my thing. Go get him. You show up and the guy's like, you know what, man? He said that I stole it, but he stole it from me. I went to go get it back. He sent guards to kill me. I snuck in and stole it. So he stole it from me. And then you go back and then the guy's like, well, what the fuck? And then, you know, so on and so forth. Like they give you avenues in which to change the way the game is played or change the, I guess, like the story, quote unquote, like um, Telltale games. That's a good point, man, because if you think about it in other games, a lot of things like, hey, like you just brought up right now where. Go find this guy because he took this and you never hear the other side of the story because you just go, you take care of it, and you bring back the stuff. Yeah. And it's like this where you hear the other side of the story and say, hey, you know what? Maybe things are more complicated than he took my thing, kill him. Yeah. You know, maybe there's more to that. And The Witcher, I feel like, definitely uh, expanded in that whole yeah. area. And that's what I really like where it's like side quests have more than just a simple black and white because, you know, which is very gray. Yeah, Shades of Grey, which is really cool. That's why the Witcher 3 or Witcher games in general, because I didn't play any of them other than 3. Yeah. That game was really cool. And if we can get a, a storytelling kind of like that in the style of Final Fantasy with Devil May Cry combat, how did that? How does that not the best selling game of all time? Or at least how is that not the game that Final Fantasy fans want, even though it's not turn based? Which I like turn based. You like turn based, but attention. Both like action based too. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I don't want to. I don't want to say attention spans are getting lower, but for some reason people don't enjoy a good turn based game like they did, except for like Pokemon, and that's it. I mean, we have Yakuza Seven, which actually sold really well. Which 
finally, mm-hmm. uh, not finally, but actually for the first time in the whole series went turn based just yeah. because they wanted to switch it up. Yeah, and man. It sold really well. So there, there's an audience and, you know, Dragon Quest 2, of course. But Final Fantasy just really wants to get popular with the West and they've been trying. And I think this is probably going to be their best attempt. I mean, think about it, right? Yoshi P, man. FF14. We it, saw the combat, we saw everything, and we saw the epicness is still there, you know, in the trailer. Oh my with the god, icons. man. Well, Shiva and Titan. Shiva and Titan fucking throwing. Oh, I don't want. Uh, when he's fighting the Malboro. Oh my god, it's so cool. I'm sorry. And, right, just to get. just, I want to jump on the topic back real quick where this is an action game, and I feel like this game has to be an action game. I can't see this game being turn based just from what I've seen. I don't know how I can justify that explanation, but just looking at it. It screams to me that it, it, it needs to be action. It looks like it makes sense. And that's what we that's what games need. I I don't like when games have unnecessary things in them. And I know that sounds really weird because when you think you can't really think of something off the top of your head. But I'm going to take you back to Minecraft. When Minecraft came out, there was no games, not any games, very, very few games that had crafting systems in them. Minecraft rose up and every fucking AAA game after Minecraft had a crafting system. And some games don't need it. They just fucking don't. And the a big example for me is The Last of Us. I feel like the crafting in that game was it made sense, but anytime I played or watched someone play that game, I was like, I really wish this wasn't in the game. I wish there was just shops. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't make sense. It did be shops because it's post-apocalyptic, but still. I'll be on the other side of that where I did play Last of Us and it did. Like you said, it makes sense where it's post-apocalyptic, you know, uh, I feel like there has to be crafting in it just because yeah. you're kind of always scavenging like that. It's a big theme of the game. Yeah. So I'll say it makes a lot of sense, but I do agree that crafting was implemented in a lot of games that did not need it like another example can be assassin's creed getting multiplayer i know some people like it but where did that come from or odyssey i think was or or was it origins that started with the the loot origins or or it started with the loot system do you like that in that game because i didn't like it. not in origins i liked it in odyssey i i feel like origins implemented it first and it catches flack because it's before you can really like wrinkle anything out and then Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, sorry, um, Odyssey made it a little bit better. And with the grandness of ancient Greek, it was super cool. It's like, oh, you're using Zeus's mega spear. Like, that's really cool. And they and they just made it a little bit better. And even stuff with Val- Valhalla, because I didn't play Valhalla. I really wish I did, though. Where you can find Excalibur. And you can... Yeah wield Gungnir and like these fucking really cool ancient powerful weapons and in a loot system it's awesome when you get that gold thing that only does that thing so in Valhalla it changed it a bit where you don't find loot 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 but you can find the treasures that hold specific weapons it's like you know there's way less weapons but still you know a variety a lot of variety of weapon types and you just kind of you upgrade them from like level one to two to three to four. And the best part is, and I know we talked about this in Hollow Knight, where when you upgrade these weapons, whether they're axes, spears, pole arms, etc., they change. They change. And like it's just, and they always add stuff, never take away. It looks cooler and cooler and cooler. Well, another game that does that is God of War. 
the the, the yeah play, PS4 the one? one yeah where I got to work 2018 I, I don't know when it 2018 came. yeah I think it's 2018 I think um right. when you change with the brothers when you're working on your uh, the Leviathan axe it actually changes it wasn't something I ever noticed because I didn't play the game because I didn't have a PS4 but when I watched people play the game I was like huh like that's actually changing the way the weapon looks. Not as big a deal to me as it is to you, because you love that stuff. But for me, I was yeah. just like, it, it's always a cool nod, but it's not always necessary for me, yeah. for me personally. But let me ask you, uh-huh. let me ask you this, Ray, or uh, have you had something else to add? To uh, that? Just I am excited for Final Fantasy sixteen. All right. So I, I want to keep talking about Final Fantasy for a bit because I do want to. We talked about action games. I just want to talk about what is. Your favorite turn-based Final Fantasy, and not story-wise. I'm talking strictly mechanically. Oh, Final Fantasy V. Final Fantasy V? Because yeah. I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go with, with ten. Yeah, I like the job system. Okay. Because it was the second time the job system was implemented. Because in Final Fantasy III was the first time we got the job system, except they gave you change penalties. That's horseshit, and I hate it. Don't get me wrong; it adds like you have to be mindful. But if you don't, like, it's one of those things that if you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you're just playing the game to play it, like that game, I feel like that game was built for a guide. And I don't play games with guides very often anymore or at all, really. I never really played with guides as a kid. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, fuck, like, I don't have the correct jobs to fight this boss. And I saved right before the boss because bosses are usually telegraphed. You know, you find a safe spot, you find a couple of chests, you find some Phoenix Downs, and you're like, oh, shit, there's a, yeah. bo- there's a boss yeah, coming. This is the recipe for, all right, I'm about to get my, I'm about my to get shit. My shit rocked. Like, it's just facts. <laughs> yeah. But when you fuck up the job system in that game, and you're like, well, I'll just change my jobs before the boss. Uh, No, because you get your change penalties. Your stats don't fully unlock for a number of battles, which is okay if you're smurfing if you're doing really really well in fights but if you're barely scratching away like if you're not really grinding at all and that's because the bosses in final fantasy 3 are not scaled properly at all i would say like the first real boss outside of the tutorial boss and even the tutorial boss can give you a game over it's facts i know i did it if you don't spend time, and if you're barely scraping by, those bosses can be incredibly difficult at max stats. Can you imagine having a downtick in stats? There's no way. A- anyway, but Final Fantasy V gave us the job system, took away the penalty, and gave us a way a lot more jobs. And it, it was just cool. And for mechanics alone, that game plays very well. Not to mention that it's the coolest character progression in almost any Final Fantasy, but that's besides the point. I really like Spirit Grid when it comes to character progression, but I really like 10 because of the way that it handles turn-based in what is probably one of the most simple or simpler ways. Oh, yeah. Because 10 is very telegraphed. It gives you an order of when it's going to be your turn, when it's going to be your enemies, and using certain skills that delay turns or that uh give you faster speed to get you you know more turns in before your opponent can act haste everything that you know benefits you or deters the enemy shows you 
it shows you like you know how that action is gonna be how it's gonna take effect in the turn order if the if the effect goes through because yeah, there's a there's a thing this, right? where where some enemies are immune to delay but in the thing it'll tell you oh if this hits it'll move them here and then you hit them and they're immune and then it doesn't change the turn order at all yeah which is it, i really like that trial and error which is really cool and i really like that because ray uh it opens up to me. It opens up strategy. Like ATB is cool. It's turn based. I like turn based. It's cool. But I like this because it lets you know, like, all right, like I'm about to have you know X character go right before the boss, so I want to you know affect that by buffing up this character to do you know X or whatever. You know what I mean? Or healing. Or knowing how stuff is going to go down. You don't know who who he's going to attack. The enemy that is, but knowing the the way the turn order is going to be affected, I think it just it opens up more strategy for the game. I want to know how you feel about stuff like that where it's kind of like you know uh preordained or stuff like the atb where it's kind of not random but you can't really tell for the most part no i i really enjoy i enjoy both for uh, for different reasons obviously i think atb gives you an urgency where it's like hey i need to know what i'm gonna do because when my bar fills up the bosses doesn't stop so they're gonna keep filling their gauge so I have to sit there and be like, okay, who's filling up fast? Okay, it's this character. This character does this. I need to be able to go through my menus fast enough, or maybe not even fast enough, but know what I'm going to do so that when I do it, I'm not wasting time or messing with boss order or messing with turn order. Because uh, examples, something like, hey, my healer is about to fill his gauge. Do I need to heal? Well, somebody's low, but I don't really need to heal. So what am I going to do? Okay. So, uh, and then so on and so forth. And then that adds to an urgency in your strategies. You have to be quick on your feet. But in the two for regular turn base, like something like Pokemon, you have moves that change your, um, th- there's a word for it in the Pokemon world and I can't think of it, but something like quick attack. Yeah, it, priority. That you get priority. Priority. There you go. Thank you. You have turn priority. So no matter what your speed is, you'll always go first if they use a move that gives you priority, unless the enemy uses a move that gives you priority, or unless you have a move that has higher priority, something like protect or extreme speed, where that that just has high priority. So even if they use a priority move and you're slower, extreme speed will always go because it has priority two as opposed to priority one. So on and so on. And I think that's cool because you sit there and be like, well, I'm going to go first and this character can do this, especially if you're playing competitive against people where they're doing like the constant switch outs for yeah. like a uh, competitive Pokemon. If you haven't seen competitive Pokemon, it is infuriating as somebody who just plays the games casually. Cause if you watch competitive Pokemon, you're like, stop changing Pokemon or, you know, they did introduce moves to like try and counteract that. I'm pretty sure, you know, like, is like embargo, spikes, pursuit, right? spikes, stealth rocks, toxic spikes, rocks. um, and then stuff like weather teams and so on and so forth. If you're that, not ready for it, it's definitely annoying. Oh, it's hyper annoying. It's just one of those things like, I don't like this. And then they have like stuff like pursuit and then they have stuff like U turn, vault switch, you know, those kind of moves. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and th- like that doesn't do it for me. But when you're playing regular Pokemon and you're not trying to, you know, you're not rocking the top tiers. You're just playing the game. And that can 
change the way you play the game because you know, like that Pokemon is faster than me. So I know I'm going to go second. So I have to be able to do this or I have to hope that I can tank a hit or I need to switch or something. And it gives you the time to think about it, especially if you're a game like Pokemon that's generally or not generally. It is a game that's for children, quote unquote. That's really cool that it gives you that time or in a game like Dragon Quest where those games have always been turn based. At least the mainline Dragon Quest games have always been turn based. And those games do, I think Dragon Quest does turn based better now than any, almost any game before it. Just because they take into account that it is turn based. It isn't just like, eh, we'll make it turn based because that's what we want to do. They're like, no, we do turn based incredibly well and we're going to make this shit popping. Where bosses are difficult and long fights are difficult and you need to have appropriate party members and everything has to be stacked correctly. What weapons are you using? What abilities do you have? And for turn-based RPGs, I like having the time. I've always preferred turn-based RPG to ATB gauge, but they both, they have their strengths and their weaknesses. Yeah, I feel you. Cause I, I definitely sound in the whole, I, I prefer, you know, traditional turn-based to ATB. And shout out to that new Dragon Quest 3 2D remake. Oh my God. 2D, 3D remake. I don't know what they're calling it. Yo, you're going to love that game. If you never played Dragon Quest 3, because I have, it's awesome. And I want to bring up to that Dragon Quest 12, they said it was going to be different when it came to mechanics. You know, talking about like combat. Mm-hmm. I assume it's still going to be turn based just because, like you were bringing up right now, it's always been turn based. That's the one game series you can rely on to be turn based. They said it was going to be different, and they did not elaborate. So we'll see where we go from there. But there is always a possibility that it might no longer be turn-based, which I don't think would happen, but there is a possibility. We should keep that in mind. And if it's not, I'm fine with it, as long as they put the same love that they've been putting into these games. Because I would say that Dragon Quest never really made lots of money in the Western audience. It just didn't. No, it's just the the first one that took off was Dragon Quest Eight, and it, you know did okay, and did pretty good. I, I'll say that they love the, the people who make Dragon Quest love making Dragon Quest. They it, you can tell in the polish of these games because I don't ever I've never seen a glitch. I've never seen a game. I've never seen the game break. I've never seen like these people go through these games with fine tooth combs, and it could be because they've been making. JRPGs, because if it's Enix has been making, I think what Dragon Quest One or Dragon Warrior One, whatever, and Final Fantasy One, I think they came out in the same year. It, it, again, like I, I don't know, and if you want to fact check, you can because we're clearly not scripted. <laughs> but it, they love it. They love making Dragon Quest games because you don't make eleven of something or sixteen of something without either being super popular. Or you love it. And and Dragon Quest has never been super popular. It's been good, but those people love making it because they keep making it. And Final Fantasy is, you know, it's it's had its dips. And even now, aside from 14, Final Fantasy has it's felt like, you know, the least popular. Or it's been at its least popular these last couple of years. Yeah. Since, like, you know, 10. 
right? Because I would say twelve. And yeah. initially, twelve didn't really sell well. No, it didn't. And that's the thirteen. Tri- you know, you know, thirteen. No, fifteen. I, I don't is, like thirteen. People like no, no, thirteen, no. but I don't. But, but, like but it. I mean, but but I mean, you know what happened with thirteen? Oh, yeah. And it's you know sequels where, I'm sorry, like I I like thirteen, but let's be real. All right, it, it it's whatever. Yeah. So, that's definitely been an issue with Final Fantasy with Dragon Quest. That shit's been rocking, bro. And you know yeah, this shit. It's been popping. It's facts. And twelve, from their live stream they had a about a week ago or something like that. Yeah. They were saying that this game is going to be, you know, obviously what I just said about the mechanics and that the story, it's going to be darker than the rest. And you can kind of tell they're aiming towards a Western audience. So I know you were talking about right now where they never had a big Western audience. They've had more than now than they've had in a long time. But yeah. it seems they're trying to appeal to the West, especially with because, you know, right now the West is it's all about the, the dark stories. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm fine with the. Uh a darker game story, but I don't think it's necessary, especially if it's, if it's kitschy, if you know what I mean? Like, I don't want a dark story just because it's what's popping because that's how you end up with bad stories. I want dark stories that are dark because they were written that way and not because they needed to be that way. If that makes any sense. Like, 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 no, like they, you don't want them to, to pander. You want it to be like, it's going to be a dark story because this is a story that they wrote, not because they're writing it, because they really want to appeal to the West. Yeah. I don't know, you know, which I don't know if that's, you know, I, I can't say if that's the reason why they're doing it, but you can definitely tell they're, they want to make this game more popular. Yeah. That's I, what I feel. That's how I see it. Yeah. I, I think I agree. And I don't, I don't think that games need to be dark to be good because they don't. Mario games are almost never dark and they're always great. And or games that are inherently dark don't need to be lighter, quote unquote, to be better. They, they like they don't need to have no consequences because a story without consequences isn't good for the most part. But it it's I don't know. I, I I hope it's good. I, I'm a, I'm assuming it's going to be good because it's it's Square Enix. Square Enix usually makes pretty good stuff. It's not Dragon always the Quest best. Has never, you know, it's never burned anybody, right? Yeah. Like I don't like what Dragon Quest game can you honestly say that it was bad? The Dragon Quest Two. Dragon Quest Two was bad. I know. I played it. I played one, two, and three, and eleven, and that's it. <laughs> I played eight and eleven, <laughs> and then, oh no, and I played five. Yeah, five never, is probably my favorite. I've never played. Uh, I think three. I think three is my favorite. If I'm not counting eleven, because eleven is obviously great, but I um, three was a great game. Uh, Dragon Quest. I keep on wanting to say Final Fantasy. Damn it, Dragon Quest three. They're similar. Dragon Quest three was there was no chore in it. All of it was fun to play. There was never a point where I was like, ugh. No, everything was awesome. So I'm, wanna, I'm I'm kind of excited that it's getting a remake. Remakes. I want to ask you this too, where I know you haven't played it, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of it in the Final Fantasy VII remake, mm-hmm. where <clears throat> a turn-based game, it turned you know it turned turn-based or action with the possibility of like you know a trinkle of turn-based in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's 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 obviously an action game. Yeah. Which you can play kind of like a turn-based game, but it shares elements of both where you can kind of stop time, make your decisions. You don't feel too pressured to have to perform, you know, mechanical stuff. Like, it's not like you're playing Devil May Cry. You don't have to do all square, triangle square, hold a one, hold back, forward. No. It's very simple. 
I really liked it, man. I liked that combat a lot, especially for Final Fantasy. And I thought it was a great job of, I don't know, man. It felt good, you know? Yeah. It I, felt, like, like from, from what you've seen, like, how did you feel about the combat system and shit, bro? Cause, I, I, I don't know. I thought it looked cool. I, I, I um, it looked kind of not spammy. Spammy isn't the right word, but it looked like, like a, a, a formulaic a little, a, a little bit. Again, I oh, didn't, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't play it. So I don't, I don't know. It's only what I've seen. No, I agree with you. Like as someone who has played, like I, it, it was definitely one, two, three, boom, one, two, three, boom. There's nothing wrong with that. There, there really isn't. But if I'm being completely honest, I would really like to see more, especially in something like 16, a more Devil May Cry focused combat or a Kingdom Hearts style combat. Because Kingdoms, Kingdom Hearts combat starts pretty easy. You know, it's the one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, whatever. But the more you unlock and then you get combo extending like abilities and before you know it, you're doing these sick ass combos like they feel awesome, especially in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, where it's literally like one, two, three, four pop up, jump, one, two, three, button, one, two, three, button, one, two, three, button, ender. And you're just like, that was that was sick. Especially with the magic system, which is another, which was really cool. The, the limit break system in, in Kingdom. I think Kingdom Hearts 2 might be one of the best action RPGs of all time. If I'm being completely honest, I'm, I'm thinking it's the best Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah. I mean, honestly, for me, that's an easy choice. Kingdom Hearts 2 is hands down the best Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Like the story. That's facts, Ray. That's facts, man. I agree. It is the, the game. Especially just in combat alone, you could approach it approach from several different avenues. You could be a caster. You could like using your mage limit break. Your valor, what's it is valor, wisdom, master, final, final, and then dark. Yeah. But dark was the random one. Yeah, it was our RNG one. It was yeah. strong, but it wasn't very. I got fi- I got final limit break in that game, the one way that you're not supposed to get it. <laughs> I got it at the end. I just remember it was random. I just pulled. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, same. It was that one thing where you turn into you hit master form and you turn into the yeah. dark form, and then you had like a two percent chance that it would unlock final form for you, and that's how I got it. And I got it in a boss fight. I had it against the gun boss at the end of the world or whatever. Anyway. I don't remember how I, I just remember going up a bunch of stairs and just I just press the button like what the fuck is going on? It was but, a, it's a great game. It, dude, right? Oh, FF sixteen from the trailer. I know you're talking about it right now. It's just the game. It looks so cool, dude. I just want to. I want. I just want to fight. I just want to play it. I want to know what the. Play it, dude. I want to know what the story is. Like I love Final Fantasy stories because they're always not trash. Uh, the best way that I can explain them, they're always pretty cool, and I think I think that's where Final Fantasy twelve shine shown shined. I don't know. It had so much freaking lore, and I'm a lore whore. You know this. I love lore. So when it's like, hey man, kill three three more of these, and you get story. I'm like, oh. I'm gonna go kill three more. <laughs> Consider them dead. And it's just like, oh, well, if you kill if you kill thirty more, you get more story. I'm like, oh, look, I'm gonna kill more. And then Dude, I loved twelve so much, Ray. I liked it too, man. I liked the original and I like Zodiac Age. They were great. I like twelve till well, you know, I've I've spoken to you about this before. Where it just kind of it just kind of just ended. 
Oh yeah, the end of that game isn't executed well, like at all. It's weird. It's fucking stupid. It's like Final Fantasy Star Wars. It's pretty weird. Yeah, that's a good way to explain, actually. Yeah, but, I heard somebody on the internet say it, and I'm just like, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, before we end this, Ray, I know you wanted to talk about, or you wanted to bring up a question. So I don't know if you want to bring it up and you want to answer it yourself first, or if you want me to go first. Huh. You know what? I. Okay. Question is. What game can you go back and play and it's still fun? Okay. All right. For me, it's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Because I love Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. And I'm not going to apologize about it. I know the game is bad, but I love it. It's just, it's that, you know, it's that childhood meal. Like that one thing your mom makes that you know that's not world class, but you love it so. And that's what that game is for me. It's the first game I ever beat. I beat it when I was four. That game is mad easy. It's the easiest game of all fucking time. It's the story's generic. The music is great. And I'll give you that. The music is great. The music's great. The story's generic. The comedy in the game is good. The sprite art in uh, sprite art in the game is great. The battle transitions are cool. The puzzles are super easy, but they're fun. And I love that game. And I'm not, a, and there's no apology in it. I actively love that game. Is the game good? No, but I love it. Why do you feel the need to apologize, Ray? Well, no, 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 no. I, I, I say I'm not going to say that I'm apologizing because I've never apologized for loving that game. But there's some people who like things who apologize for it, okay. uh, especially for music. I know a lot of people that like K-pop who are like, yeah, I like it, <laughs> and then they just kind of turn away from you in shame. Like, don't feel shame in the stuff that you love. Don't. It's not worth it. And I have no shame for that game. I love that game. On my tombstone, if they ask me, hey, man, in the future, it's going to be like, hey, man, do you have to put your favorite game on your tombstone? Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Right. You know, that's bullshit. No, it's true. It's facts. I love that game. If you somehow die before me. Make sure they put it on my tombstone. No, I'll I'll give you a sticker. I would never want to shame your tombstone by carving that in there. I love I'll that. I'll put game. a sticker. I'll give you a sticker of the MC. I'll just whoever the MC is, I'll just I Benjamin is his name. I Benjamin. Love that game. Alright. You see me play that game. I've seen you play that game. You know a lot about that game. It surprised me. The game looks like shit. It sounds great. It doesn't it look like, like, shit. like shit. Come on. Ray, it Okay. I don't mean it doesn't visually look like shit. I would go to say it looks pretty good. For a Super Nintendo game, it's all right. The boss design is pretty cool. I like the monster design in general. But, all right, the game, it it looks like shit. But it's also shit. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't want to be mean to this game. I don't know how to explain my thoughts. The only way I can explain it is that it looks like shit, but it's not shit. But yeah. it's shit. It's it's a game for children. I will give you that. The game is super easy. If I ever had a kid who was like three or four years old or five years old, it's like, here you go, kid. You're guaranteed to beat it. You walk around, you hit the A button, and you're going to win. Don't worry about it. The game's not hard. It really isn't. The game is piss easy, but I love it. I love the way it looks. I love the music. I love the characters. I like the the comedy. I like the dialogue. I like everything. There's nothing in that game that I don't like. So now, before I, I okay, the yeah. the rest of the question, the rest of the question is, what in that game that you can go back and play 
that you don't like at all, that you dread. You're like, fuck, I have to do this dungeon. I have to do this one mechanic. I have to do this one thing. Because for me in Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, it's the Lava Dome. I don't like that dungeon. And it's one of those things where it's a footnote in that game. Where it's just like, I love the game. The dungeons aren't hard. This one kind of sucks. Like, it, it isn't that it's over. The, it's just like, it's a weird, complicated maze that I don't enjoy. And I was like, Ugh. But I still love the game. And I was not that part of it. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say Final Fantasy. I was going to say Super Mario 3. <laughs> we were talking about Final Fantasy. It's all I could think of. Because you, you gave me the question in both parts when you first said it, or when we were talking about it beforehand. I'm like, what the fuck? This motherfucker changed the question. Yeah. Okay. Before I answer the questions, right? Does this have to be specifically tied to something we played when we were kids? Or no, 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 no. The no. older generation? I, I used those two games as an example because I could pick that game up right now and have a blast with it. I have Final Fantasy Mystic Quest on my computer completely legally. I did not pirate this. I completely did. But it's one of those games where I could play that game right now and just a two-hour sitting. Just play the game for two hours and I'd have a blast. I would love playing it. And those are two games that I could do that with. I have a handful of games that I would like to choose from. I'm not really sure which one I want to. It's like there's there's a couple games. I don't know which ones I want to choose or which one I want to choose. It's like FFX or Final Fantasy X. There's Dark Souls. There's a uh, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I've played that game a lot of times. I want to say I've passed it three or four times. Same with like The Witcher, Witcher 3. I've passed it a couple times. Hell yeah. Um, Good games. Trails in the Sky, but that's that's a conversation for a different time. Okay, that's fine. So I think I'm going to have to go with I think I'm gonna have to go with the the Witcher, right? Okay, The Witcher three, I assume. Yeah, Witcher three. Okay, I love that game a lot. Okay, I really like that game. You know, I've, I've passed it multiple times. Uh, I haven't passed it because I'm a degenerate, but I love that game too. Yeah, I mean, you're right at the end too. I know. Same I'm with Legends in the Sky. Like, such you know, a, I I'm such a huh? wiener, bro. I can't help it, man. Like, right, Trails in the Sky. I mean, Trails in the Sky. I am such a sand. Raise at the end too, and he didn't pass it because he's a fucking asshole. It's one of those things, man. Like I don't want to do it because then it'll be gone. There's sequels. Yeah, man. But shut up. We don't give you fucking <laughs> bullshit. Like, shut up, this fucking bullshit. I'm messing. I, I'm not messing, but you know what I mean. Like it's that that game. It's that game finishing anxiety, and I've heard people talk about it before. Whereas that you get to the end and you're like, I don't want to beat it because then it'll be over. I feel it. I, yeah, I've had that happen before, especially when it comes to reading books. I don't want to finish a book because. Then it's gone. Yeah. The adventure's over. Yeah. But they're sequels, so I don't buy that shit for one second. I don't own them, though. I mean, I can, you know, my birthday's coming up. I can fix it. I birthday's coming to... up in the middle of summer. My birthday's not until November, homie. What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Oh, okay, okay. So, Witcher 3. I love that game a lot. It's super fun to me. I could pick that up right now. And usually when you come back to a game that you haven't played in a while, it's like, oh, especially like the more modern games. It's like, oh, shit, I have to kind of go through the, the motions a bit to try and remember how to play, etc. No, I don't I don't need that. I can just play because it's been ingrained into my mind. But one of the things that I don't like about that game, is it one of the things or one of the parts? I just, uh, whichever. It's something that you don't enjoy. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to, it could be a mechanic, a part. It can be okay, okay, cool. so on and so forth. Um, All right, um, so one of the system. that I don't like now Back then, it wasn't a problem, but now it is after playing stuff like Ghost of Tsushima, where 
uh, I kind of want your opinions on this too, Ray. After like I finish explaining this, I want to know how you feel about it. Where all this shit, all the stuff like the collectibles, everything is already on the map. Everything that you can get, all the the questionable stuff, you spend a lot of time in the map and using waypoints because you know where you have to go. You know where this is. There's something here. There's something here. There's something here. When I go back and replay it, it makes me feel like, man, I kind of wish. I'm pretty sure there's mods for this, but I don't really fuck with that shit too much. I'm like, man, I kind of wish there was more left to the exploring side of the game where it goes to Tsushima. It's a lot of stuff. It's like, you know, with the wind and all that kind of stuff. They direct you where to go. And it, it feels cool because it feels really authentic. Like, oh, shit, I'm walking into this. Like, yo, I, like that looks cool. I saw it. I found it. When the Witcher, everything's already there, like laid out for you. And you just go and you just go one, two, point B, point C. So that's my issue with that game. And like, I just, I kind of, I do want to know how you feel on, on that too, Ray. It's very interesting because I'm currently playing a game that does this actually pretty well. And it's Fallout 4 with legendary enemies. They, 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 they have, maybe they have fixed spawns or they have general areas that they'll be, but they carry a piece of legendary gear. And these pieces of legendary gear aren't game breaking, but it'll be like, hey, like I, I found a troubleshooter's wrench. And it's a melee weapon that does 50% more damage to robots. And it's troubleshooting and it's a wrench. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Or something <laughs> like the bloodied board. Where it's a it's a board. The Fallout has those. It's just literally a two by four. You just hit people with it. But this board is the bloodied board, which the more damage that you've taken, the more damage it does. The more bloody you are, the more damage it does. So on and so forth. Or pieces of legendary armor or whatever. They change constantly where it's like there's a legendary enemy over there and I don't know what legendary admin he's going to have, but it could be cool. Or uh, maybe a playthrough completely changes because you found a certain legendary weapon. Like, let's say you're doing a melee build and I found a legendary weapon which calls the Poisoner's Bat, which is a baseball bat that does poison damage. And if you're playing melee, that can completely change the way you play the game. Because you have a leg up. You're doing dot damage, damage over time to something. And it isn't like, go here, open this chest, it's in there. That The game doesn't have that. Well, it does, but it doesn't have that for those legendary specific weapons. And I think that's really cool. And I also agree with you that something like, like Ghost of Tsushima with the wind or whatever, it's really, really cool. And the same with The Witcher. It's really, really cool the first time. Where you accidentally stumble into a cave and you find a monster or a bear or whatever and you kill it and you get a piece of ex- or uh, a special piece of armor or equipment. But now that you know that it's there, you don't have that holy shit, I found it moment because you know it's there. And that just goes with playing a game multiple times. It, it happens to be in Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. I know going back to that, but I love that game. I don't. I, I mean, I'm right about it about how the game is bad, but I mean, you know, it's it's genuine like it's, love. It is. It isn't like I'm putting on a show. I love that yeah. game. So I, that's why I, I respect it. Yeah. Anybody else? Not. Nah. But if it's right, I, I understand because I know he's actually played the game and he loves it. I know where every item is. I know where every chest is. I know how to solve every single puzzle. But there's something about the ambiance of the game. That's what's so cool about The Witcher, also, where it's like, yes, you go into a chest, and yes, this weapon's gonna be in there. But getting there, fighting your way through a cave or fighting your way through an encampment, 
And especially in that game where you can change the way you play the game. It's like maybe the first time you did it, you're doing light sword with Quen, which is your armor thing. It's game specific. If you haven't played Witcher, I'm sorry. It's a great game. You should, if you can. Or maybe like me, I I did an Igni build the first time I played the game. With, yeah, I was, I was a human flamethrower. It was awesome. Or I did Jedi mind trick. I did a lot of those, the, the signs, I think is what they're called. And things that were difficult for you were not difficult for me. And things that were easy for you were super difficult for me. And that's cool because getting somewhere can be completely difficult or completely easy or different because you can change the way you play the game. And that's cool. But yeah, I do agree with you. Sometimes when you do multiple playthroughs through a game, some of the, some of the magic of the first time you beat the game is gone. But in a game like Witcher, you can move around. You can change the way you fundamentally play the game. And that's really cool. Yeah, like my main issue was that it's just that everything's marked on the map. There's always question marks. Like there's like you know there's gonna be loot here. You know something's gonna be here. You know something's gonna be here, and it doesn't feel very authentic. It doesn't feel natural. Yeah, it's always marked out. Like there's always stuff on like here it is, here it is, here it is. It's like I wish that kind of stuff wasn't there. And I could find it more organically. And it's but it is what it is. I'll say as a counterpoint to that, how much would it fucking suck if none of that was there? Yeah. If you just had to be like walking and you're like, hey man, there's a building over there. Especially yeah. if it's quest oriented. Oh my God. I blow my brains out. I understand that, which is why I like the way Ghost of Tsushima did it, where they lead you there with, you know, the environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously if they just took it away and they didn't have like a mechanic to replace it and sort of replicate that, then hell no. Or maybe I'd rather just keep it in. Or maybe something like it's proximity based. Kind of kind of like uh Fallout 4 also. Where the map is bare. There's nothing on the map when you open it. There's sanctuary and the vault. And that's it. But on your waypoint, little icons will pop up on the waypoint. And you're like, oh, well, my map is telling me there's something over there. like, Or my, my compass is telling me there's a thing over there. But it's not on my map. And then you walk over there. And you get butt-touched by ghouls because it's Fallout. And then you end up at that location. And it's like, hey, you found... A railroad station and then you open your map and now the railroad station is on the map so the compass tells you that it's there but you don't know what it is thinking about it just made me feel like a shithead because like huh what if you could find like a location where if you went up on this place you could kind of scout out the area and it would unveil the stuff and i'm like oh we're we're playing we're playing ubisoft games now playing like, assassin's you know I mean? creed yeah assassin's creed far cry it's like you know what oh my god far cry yeah that's right like you don't know but uh yeah, I don't know. We're approaching the end here. I don't know. Is there something you want to say? I definitely, I would like to say that I think for E3, I kind of want to do something every day at the, uh, uh, you know, on the pod. Uh, yeah. Just recap the trailers or something like that. I don't know if you would want to join me, but I think so. Yeah, I just want to talk about the the trailers and what happened that day. See, you know, just kind of uh, uh, ho- hopefully not see what you happens. Know, n- not long form like this, but it, no, 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 no. Hope, or hey, maybe it will be. Maybe we'll take it away or something. Maybe they'll unveil Final Fantasy sixteen. Or maybe, um, what's the name of that game that looked like Octopath, but it was Tactics? It looked like Modern Fantasy Project. Tactics? Oh, it's made by the same people. It's called Project Something. It's not Lion, is it? No. I don't remember. No. But that game, like maybe they'll show something for that that we didn't know they were going to show. Like those world, those those secret drops, maybe something cool will happen. 
Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, you know, something out of left field, whether it's, Especially since, you know, you know, it's a JRPG or something else. 2020 kind of fucking sucked. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully he's back though. Hopefully we get something big. Maybe maybe some maybe Blizzard will pull their head out of their fucking ass and give us something good. I don't think that'll happen, but you know, there's always a possibility. Hey man, maybe Wizards of the Coast will give us another Baldur's Gate or something. Oh. We do have a Baldur's Gate, right? Yeah, but maybe we'll get another one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or an expansion <laughs> or, or something, you know? It's like, not, I mean, it's not, the game's not even out yet, man. It's still in early access. Really? Yeah. It's made by the guys that made Divinity. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Or, it's, um, um, I used to know the name of the company, but I don't it, know. It's not Lionhead Studios, right? Is it Lionhead no, Studios? No, Lionhead is fucking Fable. Is that Fable? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, is it Paradox? No, Paradox, don't they make um, the Total War games, or am I on drugs? We should end the episode. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Yo, the name's Weichel. Thanks for stopping by. And I'm Ray, man. Thank you for being here with us, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yo, y'all take it easy, man. Peace. <laughs>